Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for June 15th. The first 100 days of President Trump's administration focused on the groundwork for future trade policy delivery. We've put together a roadmap of what to watch in the next three months. Also, we preview a potential announcement on Cuban trade policy from the US, and we review the US-Qatar arms deal that was announced overnight. Let's get started with Cuba. President Donald Trump may announce an updated trade policy for the US towards Cuba on June 16th. The move does not come at an opportune moment for Cuba. Its annual trade deficit of $2 billion with five countries that we analyse has fallen from $2.7 billion a year earlier. That's in part due to higher sugar exports to China, but it also reflects a one-third drop in imports. That was the 12th straight decline and may reflect problems in financing the trade deficit. US exports to Cuba were unchanged on a year earlier in April and are led by meat, which is 47% of the total, and cereals, which are around a fifth. If the US does become more hawkish, those products may be subject to trade retaliation by the Cuban government. Staying with controversial deals, the US has signed a $12 billion military aircraft deal with Qatar. That comes shortly after the diplomatic embargo by six countries, including Saudi Arabia, of Qatar. This is a multi-year deal, but it's worth noting that US exports of military aircraft in the past 12 months were around $4.3 billion, down nearly 10% on a year earlier. Qatar accounted for around 6% of the total. Ground-based systems, so including armoured vehicles and weapons, have been growing, however, by more than 10% to just under $7 billion. Qatar only accounted for 1% there, though it's notable that in April it was their best, biggest month for imports from the US of those arms since at least January 2009. Shifting back to agriculture, there's two items in China to be aware of. The Chinese government has approved imports of 15 GMO crops across corn, soybeans, cotton, canola and sugar beet. Our data shows that Chinese imports have been increasing rapidly, with soybean imports rising by nearly 40% in the three months to April 30th. The GMO approval may therefore be born of an attempt to diversify supplies. The move may also help with the 100-day trade improvement arrangements with the US. Those aim to increase US exports, which accounted for nearly two-fifths of the over $40 billion imports by China of those five crop groups over the past 12 months. On a related topic, the Chinese Ministry of Commerce will send a delegation of soybean buyers to the US on July 11th to sign deals that could account for millions of tonnes of soybeans. That will coincide with the end of the US-China 100-day talks to boost US exports to China, as I've just mentioned. It may include deals signed for the GMO crops that I just mentioned as well. Our data shows that US exports to China have already seen considerable success, with a near 50% growth in soybean exports on a year earlier in the 12 months to April 30th. That's come at the expense of Brazil, which dropped around 6% as buyers including Kofco and Sinograin switched suppliers. Now, our main report today takes a look at what to expect in the next three months from the Trump administration on trade policy. The administration of President Donald Trump spent much of its first 100 days in office commissioning new trade reports and setting the groundwork for future action. Many of these reports and related policy action will come to fruition in the next three months. While not all of them will result in tariff actions, many of them will. 
So here's a selection of the most important events to keep an eye on. Tomorrow, the administration's Section 232 review of the steel industry seeks to determine whether there are broad national security threats to the steel industry. Imports in total have been rising, driven by Russia, Canada and Mexico, though the scope of arrangements may be limited. This could be as narrow as defence-related materials, but could be broadened to include national interest items such as infrastructure. About a week earlier, a similar review of the aluminum industry is due to be published. The administration, in fact, has committed to completing both reports and start taking action by the end of June. US imports of aluminum have also been increasing in total, led this time by Canada and China. And again, there are choices to be made on the products to be sanctioned and whether a mixture of tariffs, quotas or outright bans are put in place. Looking a little further ahead, on June 29th, a central plank of the Trump administration's economic philosophy is that trade deficits are a sign of unfair deals. The omnibus review of the causes of the trade deficit which will be published that day will therefore likely provide the evidence to back up future trade actions. One country to watch will be Vietnam. It's been a major contributor to the rising trade deficit, in part because of a transfer of manufacturing capacity from China. In that regard, a review of the effectiveness of the collection and enforcement of tariff duties due on the same day may also flag country hopping issues. On July 16th, we have the end of the 100-day plan between the US and China to try and cut the US trade deficit. So far, only two goods-related products projects have been announced relating to beef and LNG. However, these could add $2 billion to exports and may be supplemented by other deals, such as the soybean deal I've just mentioned. The biggest event for the late summer, though, will be the progress on starting talks for NAFTA. There are required fixed deadlines for negotiating these trade deals if a rapid passage through Congress is required. The deadline for the administration to submit detailed NAFTA negotiating plans is 30 days before the talks can actually start. And that means those plans have to come out by by July 17th to allow talks to start by August 16th. So there's plenty to watch coming up in trade policy, and the full report covering nine events on top of those I've just mentioned will be available via our Twitter handle at Panjiva later today. That's it for today. If you'd like to learn more about Panjiva research, just head over to our homepage at panjiva.com. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.